Hey, welcome everyone to my commute to work today on a new kind of episode. I know it's only our second one, obviously, but a new kind of episode that I'm calling About Last Week because, as you know, last week we launched our first, well, why do I say we? It's really just me. I'm a one-man band. I launched my first episode on Content Marketing Commute and there was so much good stuff in there from Sharon Hyman, Content Marketing Lead at Forster, that I thought, actually my wife thought, I need to give her the credit here. She said, why don't you do an episode the week after those interview episodes and just dive into something in more detail because we covered so much ground and it was so brilliant. So we're going to call this this kind of episode about last week. A L W for short, about last week. And it's just going to be like 10 minutes long and I'm going to dive into a specific uh, part of last week's episode and just I just feel like I can give you a bit more detail, go a bit further talking about one specific topic. So yeah, about last week. Anyway, here I am on my commute to work. Beautiful morning. I live in the south of France. Don't be jealous. It's a beautiful place. To be honest, I do work solely from home, like like a lot of people these days. But, you know, my commute is often just heading down to my local, get a coffee, come back home, and get into work. So that's what we're going to do this morning on this About Last Week episode. And uh, what I want to dive into in more detail today is... What I talked to Sharon about last week around building relationships as a content person and talking to her really sparked, you know, just sparked this in me that actually being a content marketer is so much about relationships and the role in itself, what it means to be successful, you need to be really good at building relationships within the company and even outside with agencies and other partners, but today I'm going to focus on inside the company, what are those different departments that you need to be collaborating with as a content marketer or as a content lead, and what can you offer them and what can they offer you? And I think this all comes back to the sense that content is the fuel for marketing today, and in B2B, it's the fuel for a lot of things that happen in the business, right? If you think about it, without content, in your marketing, you're pretty much just saying, hey, buy our thing. Our thing's cool, buy it. But with content and with great content marketing, you're able to elevate the conversation. You're able to talk about things that your audience is actually interested in, educate, and then really build a following, build an audience, connect it to your product, and build relationships with the people that matter, and eventually sell. And that's so much more powerful than just saying, buy our thing, it's great. So that's where this is coming from. Content, I really believe, is the fuel behind all of marketing and B2B today. Without content, what are you doing? You can't run an event, can't run an email nurture. Should you be? That's another conversation. You know, we're going to dive into that today. You can't build a brand, etc. So I'm going to cover just a few departments and um, just conversationally run through them. So the first one, I think the first couple I want to focus on is really within the marketing team. So if you're in B2B today, depending on the size of company, you might be in a decent size marketing team. I've been in marketing teams of like 30, 40 people. And in those kinds of teams, but even smaller companies, you'll find you have people doing events, 
people doing marketing operations, maybe people specializing in social media, graphic design, etc. I want to focus on maybe three within the marketing team. So first of all, events. I think as a content marketer, collaborating with the events team is really, really beneficial and crucial. First point on that is that an event in itself is content, right? You're running an event for customers or for prospects, a webinar, whatever it is. Let's be honest, and maybe I'm saying this because I'm a content marketer, but a great event, it's about the content. People come along to your event not because of your product, possibly a little bit because of your brand, but usually it's because of what the event's going to be about and what topics you're going to be discussing. And so working with your events team to get that really solid and essentially to help them do the content part of that is is crucial. And I think if you can really fit the events planning and schedule with your content planning and strategy, that is the absolute gold. And I think a lot of this, as I talk through different departments, it's a lot about that. It's telling one story across the organization, not having content as a silo and events as another silo, but being able to collaborate and tell one story, right? So say I sell HR software and I'm able to link up a big campaign or content release around performance reviews and how to do them better with an event on that topic you're going to magnify and give yourself a better chance of being successful the other thing with events and working with the events team is often you're going to be sponsoring trade shows you're going to be going to events or your sales team might be going to events that are external to your company they're not ones you put on and one, th- one sort of little hack I've always found really cool in that space is as a content person getting really clear on what is going to be discussed at that event. Um, if it's a big trade show, going through the agenda, understanding those topics, getting access to recordings or going along to the event yourself. Because these events, they know that to get people along, they need to be producing and having sessions on the kinds of topics that the audience is interested in so it gives you a really good benchmark of what people are interested in today if you can get you know if you can just keep your eye across all those topics being covered at the big trade shows at the big events and kind of iterate on them put your spin on them use them as a starting off point for your content so that's events okay second within the marketing team is marketing ops probably should pick up the pace here Marketing operations, and I think, you know, we're talking CRM, we're talking marketing automation, we're talking emailing, email marketing, etc. I think it's crucial as a content marketer to be in close communication with them. These are the guys who think funnel, right? And I know for a lot of people, the funnel is kind of losing meaning, but it's an interesting way to think about content in some ways, top of funnel, middle funnel, bottom of funnel, and... I think more than that, more than those kind of names, it's about thinking about the journey you're taking a person on. And I think we shouldn't kid ourselves that people are taking this linear journey and discovering our product, but that's not to say we can't provide a way for them to be able to step through that at their own pace. Marketing ops, I think we'll be thinking about that funnel and how to get people through it. And content plays such a huge role in that. So... 
I'd almost sit down with them and think about, okay, where's our conversion rate? Do we not have enough people coming in the top of funnel? Do I need to focus on content that is more awareness and really high-level stuff to engage people and hook them in? Or is it happening deeper down? Can we test different things around case studies? Or can we test things in the middle funnel? Can we try different content pieces and collaborate on that to try and improve the conversion rate? That's marketing operations if you're in B2B. And the last one I just wanted to talk about within the marketing team is graphic design. And Sharon Hyman touched on that really beautifully, actually, in the episode last week. So I'd encourage you to have a listen. And you can. In the description, there's a link there. But I think so much today, if you're looking at social or a lot of different channels in content, is about the way it's delivered. And design plays a huge role. And I think design shouldn't just be thought about as a kind of afterthought in a sense like we produce this piece of content okay flick it over to the design team see what they come up with whatever i think that's the wrong way to be thinking about it and really what you should be doing is including the design team from the beginning and sitting down initially and being like hey we're thinking about doing this thing or here's our plan here's our strategy can you guys go away and maybe brainstorm some different angles design-wise on that and come back to me and make it a really collaborative thing because if you can crack the design and do it in a way that is differentiated, that's going to be a thumb stopper and that is going to change the game for your content. For example, if it's delivered in social and you can do it in a way that is so engaging and different, sure, the content has to be great, but if the design is also great and feeds into that, game changer. So that's kind of three within the marketing team, events, marketing ops, and graphic design that I think content people should be talking to like every single day, right? So I've almost arrived at my, at my local coffee spot. Here in France, it's black coffee, right? And they don't necessarily do takeaway, so I'm going to sit down. And then we're going to talk through a few more departments. I'll see you soon. quiet here in my town I'm not going to tell you what town it is look I know I'm not an influencer yet but when I do become one I don't want people just coming here to find me so that's why I'm not telling you exactly the name of the town by the way if you are listening on you know Spotify Apple Podcasts or another podcasting app you can watch this full video and you can see where I am right now at contentmarketingcommute.com go check it out subscribe to the email newsletter etc But where were we? Now that I've got my coffee, I thought let's discuss maybe a couple of departments outside of the marketing team where I think it really makes sense to collaborate closely. First of all, want to touch on our friends in sales and, you know, sales and marketing. We all know the story. We've all been there. We come from different planets, right? Marketing, and I'm in this boat. I'm always thinking, what's the story? What's the narrative? How are we going to take the customer on a journey, right? Take the prospect on a journey. Sales, they just want to sell. They're short-term thinkers. You can't blame them for that. But I think it creates a bit of a clash sometimes. But I think the really cool way you can collaborate as a content marketer with the sales team 
is by the way I've loved to do it is is talking to them about what questions are they hearing from a prospect, and I think if you can get to that conversation with a sales colleague, it's amazing because if they can understand what you're trying to do, especially at that awareness stage and top of funnel, they are the ones speaking to prospects every single day. And if you can get a sense and get a regular flow of the questions being asked and the kinds of topics that that the audience is interested in, absolute gold. I think there's, there's many ways to do this, but if you don't have a tool like Gong where you can literally listen to recordings of sales conversations. If you don't have that, possibly you can get to sit in on them. Possibly you can just get a download from a sales colleague who who understands the value of this. Really, really, really good. Because anything you can do to get closer to the prospect, to understand them better, to hear their voice, it's going to help you so much. Need a little bit of coffee. So that's sales. And by the way, as I am enjoying my coffee this morning, if you want to buy me a coffee and support the show, you can do that um, at buymeacoffee.com forward slash content marketing commute. Easy way to find it is in the description. Or if you head to my website, contentmarketingcommute.com, you'll see in the bottom right-hand corner, click on that. Literally five euros, buy me a coffee. Next coffee I'm drinking could be from you. And really what it'll do that's more symbolic because what it'll do is help me to keep the show running and to make it even better. Okay, that's sales. I want to also talk about product and potentially lump in product marketing here. Obviously, product marketing will probably sit in the marketing team. But I think bucketing it in with product product is quite interesting and a good way to think about it because the way I think about this and possibly... You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways, but this is my view. That content at the bottom of funnel, when it starts to get very product-centric and talking about your features and why a customer should choose you, that is where working with product marketing and the product team is so important. Because for me, as a content marketer, and I know there's different ways of managing this and different teams do it differently, but for me, I've always been like, the top and middle of funnel, that is my domain. That is where I'm focusing. And then the bottom, I need to work with product marketing to use all the great stuff they're producing to integrate it with what I'm doing and tell one story. No point me reinventing the wheel at the bottom of funnel. I don't know the product as well as they do. Sure, I'm going to, to do my best to learn a lot about it. But product marketing, they are about telling the story of the product and really being able to translate features and technical jargon into a narrative and a story that matters to the audience. And so being able to work in lockstep with them, potentially collaborate on a calendar, on a plan that aligns to launches that they have is a real game changer. And almost being able to take the story of the features that they are producing, that they are kind of coming up with, and being able to bring it up a notch each time. So in the middle of funnel, what does that look like? What does that narrative look like if it's a little less product-centric than, than the stuff they're producing? And then at the top of funnel, what is that trend or that big topic or that theme that that is aligning to? And how do we speak to that in a very non-product way? So that's product and product marketing. And the final one I want to touch on. I know we've gone a bit longer than 10 minutes, but it's been great. Um, the uh, About last week first about last week episode the ALW and I hope you've enjoyed 
seeing my surrounds. Take a bit more coffee. The last one I want to touch on is customer success or customer service. Obviously, there's more departments, but I'm just hitting on these six today. Customer success, and I think the one thing I want to really zero in on here is case studies. If you've worked in content long enough, you will know that case studies are absolute gold. You want to be able to capture your customer's voice saying stuff about their experience with your product because without that, really, you're talking about big topics, big themes, then you're connecting it to your product, but really, there's nothing more powerful than someone else saying your product, your service is awesome. And if you've worked in content for a while, you'll know getting case studies is so freaking hard. It's so hard. Either they're not ready to be a case study yet or the customer really doesn't get what's in it for them or the customer service team, the, the customer success team doesn't feel like it's the right time or doesn't want to let you ask them or whatever. It's so tricky. Um, and I'm not here pretending to have a silver bullet to answer that. But what I can say is there's a couple of ways to possibly make it easier and build a relationship with the customer success team. You might have heard of NPS, Net Promoter Score. A lot of companies doing this these days. It's not new, but essentially surveying their customer base and getting feedback on on how they've enjoyed the product, what could be improved. Give us a rating out of 10. How would you recommend it to a friend? Or, you know, would you recommend us to a friend? Starting here for case studies, I found, in my experience, is a great step. Essentially trying to get a list, trying to get insight into the NPS list and finding those promoters and a promoter in NPS is someone who's rated you 9 or 10 out of 10 if you can find those people my experience is they are far and away much more likely to want to do a case study with you and that's the ones you want Uh, you don't want someone who said a 3 and is like oh it's a bit crap Uh, that's not a good case study just that's a that's a little bit of gold there for you So if you can find those 9s and 10s, they are clearly happy customers. They've shared already feedback via NPS. Obviously, that's internal. But they will be much more likely to want to share feedback, possibly externally, through a case study. And so starting there, rather than starting with a kind of conversation that goes, hey, hey, customer success buddy, do you have any case studies? Don't start there. Rather start with the NPS. Say, okay, customer success buddy, I've seen there's all these 10s. That's fantastic. Can we go to this 10? Can we go to this company that rated us 10 two weeks ago? And can we get a case study from them? It's just a better way to get on the front foot with case studies and be more proactive rather than waiting for customer success or even sales sometimes to come to you with opportunities to do them. There you go. That's six departments I've run through that you could work with. Three within the marketing team, three without the marketing team or outside the marketing team and i hope you've enjoyed it and we're back next week with another episode of uh content marketing commute an interview episode it's actually all about employer branding and one department i left off was hr but next week you're going to hear all about how content people can collaborate with hr employer brand is something i've been asked many times in my career to work on as a kind of side project and i'm sure you might have been asked as well to to work on it so this is going to kind of crack the code for you of like sure maybe your main job is how do we generate leads how do we generate pipeline for the business 
but a lot of times content people are having to work on the employer brand and content for the employer brand. So we're going to dive into that with an expert in this space, and he is fantastic, Chris Lacand Harwood. I talked to him in London. That's going to be fantastic. That's next week. Before I leave you, you know, this is a new podcast, and I've loved doing it so far. I'm going to lean in for this part. There's a couple of ways you can help me out. Obviously, I talked about you can buy me a coffee, and I would so appreciate that. Go to contentmarketingcommute.com, and it's down in the bottom right-hand corner, or just there's a link in the description here. Buy me a coffee. I'd love if you could subscribe to this podcast, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and leave me a five-star rating and write a little review. That would be so helpful. Uh, There's all sorts of algorithms in the background that are doing their work and you doing that will I've been led to understand will pump up these algorithms in such a way as to increase the reach and visibility of the podcast yes so you could do that also have an email newsletter okay and I think this is a cool way to get all the episodes in your inbox and in a digestible way so head over to contentmarketingcommute.com sign up for the email newsletter Leave me a review and a rating. Buy me a coffee. And just send me some feedback. I've got an email address, joe at contentmarketingcommute.com. If you had a question or you had some feedback, I'd love to hear it. Send that in. Send that my way. Otherwise, that's it. I'm not going to keep rambling for too much longer. Hope you've enjoyed this, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.